and people just really equal that that agile equals scrum or equals kanban um, and from my understanding i have to say sorry but that's wrong welcome to the agile working model podcast my name is roman and i'm looking forward to host you in today's episode Welcome to today's episode of the Agile Working Model Podcast. Um, my name is Roman and I'm looking forward to host you in the first episode of that podcast. And thinking about the first episode, I thought to really give you some fundamentals, some basics regarding the Agile way of thinking and Agile working models. And that's why I came up with the topic basics of Agile working models. And I'd like to go with you through three main points in today's episode. So the first point would be to clear what Agile is. You have a lot of um, fuzzy definitions and a lot of thoughts out there um, what Agile might be. And I would just like to give you my thoughts and my opinions, what I see and practice what Agile is. Uh, the second big point is I would like to give you some insights um, why Agile makes sense for you or why it could make sense for you um, and when it makes sense to use it actually. And last but not least, within the third point, um, I would like to give you a briefly overview um, about Agile working models, um, what we have right now in industry as standards and how you could maybe start implementing them and what you have to take care about them. So I would say, just let's get started right now into it with the first point, um, what is Agile? And first thing, what I often hear is when, when I'm working as an Agile coach in companies, that Agile just equals Scrum. So Scrum obviously is one method everybody probably knows already um, in that Agile working model thinking. Um, and people just really equal that, that Agile equals Scrum or equals Kanban. Um, and from my understanding, I have to say, sorry, but that's wrong. It's wrong because Agile is way more than processes or meeting rituals, artifacts like a scrum board, um, like um, work in progress limits and all those super nice things you, you have within scrums. Uh, but Agile is way more than that um, because Agile and that's what I often try to, to explain also, is, is a complete new way of thinking. It's a complete new way um, how you set out your mind, actually. Um, Agile, therefore, kind of establish a new way of how to work together, of co-working. And that's what I really often experience is um, we just heard that Agile might be useful and that everybody uses Jira, for example, um, when working in Agile working models. And then we just start implementing any software and we just start implementing any Scrum process. And then suddenly we realize, uh, oh, wow, that doesn't work out like I was hoping for um, with Agile thinking. And that's exactly the main point um, because Agile is just not only Scrum or any process. Agile is a new way of thinking, a new mindset. So I would turn the question from what is Agile more to the question, um, what is your value base within your company or your team 
you're working on together. So think about your values, your core values you're working together on. And why should we think about those, those values and the value base? Uh, let's look a bit back in history. Um, once Jeff Sutherland, the co-creator of Scrum, uh, established Scrum together with a lot of other people, um, he defined that so-called Agile Manifesto. And the Agile Manifesto includes four core values and 12 principles. Uh, no worries, I won't go through everything in detail now, but I would like to share those four core values um, of agile thinking, of an agile mindset, which uh, Jeff Sutherland defined, because they're actually very important to, to hear and to understand, because they build kind of the base for agile thinking and later on for implementing any agile working model. So let's go through those four agile values from the agile manifesto. The first one is individuals and interactions over processes and tools. And that's exactly what I said before. Um, rather think about how are you working together with people within your team, with externals, um, whomever, and how do you interact with them, then implementing yet another process or another tool. Um, there are a lot of fancy and good tools out there from Trello over Gyro over whatever you want. It all makes sense when you have that base of agile thinking and mindset. Um, but please don't start out with implementing any processes or tools at once. So individuals and interactions over processes and tools. That was the first agile value. Next one, working software over a comprehensive documentation. Um, Chef Sutherland came from that software world for sure that is also transferable to other parts of industry. I will stay in that software field because that's also mainly the area I'm working on. Um, but what does that value say? Um, rather you have something which is working than nothing or than a full handbook of documentation. So working software, a working product which delivers value to your customer is better than any huge comprehensive documentation. Um, so something, that's how I often say, something is better than nothing. That was the second value. Uh, the third value Jeff um, defined is customer collaboration over contract negotiation. And that's really important to understand. We often think that we know what the customer wants from us, um, but actually it's not the case. Even the customers itself don't know exactly what they want yet. So it's really important, especially when you think in an agile way of working, that you are close to the customer, that you collaborate with him, rather than hiding in a room, in a dark room, sitting together and negotiate over contracts, prices and whatever. Get together with the customer, include him and develop the products he needs. And the last but not least is a value number four. Um, and that says responding to change over following a plan. And for me, that is one of the most important um, because we are living in a world which has huge change every day um, and we can't plan that much anymore. So ask yourself, how do you respond to change? Are you running away? Are you scared? Are you happy because you have tools or methods or a mindset, an agile mindset, with it, which is able to properly react on that change? Or do you stick to your plan and maybe develop completely wrong because your customer doesn't need anymore what you planned up front? 
So those four values which are defined in Agile Manifesto building the base for an Agile thinking, for an Agile mindset. And remember, those values are actually not connected yet to any method in detail like Scrum, Kanban, uh, Scrumban, whatever you want to call it. But they built the base and a complete different approach on how we work together, on um, how your working model look like. So um, wrapping that part up um, regarding what is Agile, you should ask, and that would be my recommendation, yourself um, within your team, within your company, if you're a free freelancer, wherever you just are now right now, um, what value base are you working on? Does it reflect to the four mentioned values which are written in the Agile Manifesto? Um, and is that the mindset you want to build up your working model on? So that was the introduction from my point, what Agile is and um, what value base we need for an Agile mindset. Um, which is now interesting is when does Agile or why does Agile actually make sense for you and why could it make sense for you? And I brought you three big points which I'd like to share with you uh, within this part of the podcast. The first point, the first big point is that we live in a so-called FUCA world. And that term FUCA is coming from actually the war, um, which describes a situation which is kind of foggy, that we don't know um, where's um, our victim, where's um, maybe somebody hiding behind a tree. Um, you don't know exactly what's happening now. Probably there's coming a grenade flying over. It's quite of a dark picture, to be honest. I'd like to turn a bit more positive that we have a lot of chances out there right now in our industry, um, but we just can't predict them. And that FUCA term stands actually for four words, and I'd like to go through them with you. The V stands for volatile. And volatile means basically that we have a high speed of change. So good example is the um, telephone industry for that. Uh, just looking back to 2001, iPhone release, and now how many different iPhones are just coming out. And not only iPhones, every, every, basically every smartphone is changing so fast um, within two cameras, 3D cameras, whatever you want to in. So the speed of change is just very high right now. That means the V and FUCA volatile. The U stands for uncertain. Uncertain means that there are events which are just not predictable. Looking back in history, like around 1980, um, within a company or within teams or within product development, we could plan quite good upfront. Um, really far back when Ford was there, he was just delivering one car, which was black and that's it. So he could plan basically one, two, three years up front. Right now, we are good if we can plan a quarter up front because stuff gets so uncertain. And that's what the Houston's and the FUCA. Um, complex is the C, which stands in the FUCA world. And complex means that we have a lot of dependencies, which we as humans, are not really able to understand anymore and which have different effects at the end, uh, which we can't predict anyhow. So we, we, we are really living in a complex world, um, which is hard to predict for us. And the last one, the A in the FUCA stands for ambitious, so that it's neither black or white. It can be black and white at the same time. So we have a lot of gray areas right now, um, which means that we have same stuff going on the same time. 
I'd like to give you a good example for that. Amazon is really one of the best known online platforms for selling and buying products, basically. Um, and they experienced that Amazon is really, you know, as they are online, very, very um, successful. They experienced though that they probably want to go local as well. So they opened those Amazon flagship stores in some cities. So it's really not black and white. They're not only online, they're as well offline. So you have regional and global impact at the same time, which makes it so complex for us to understand. So wrapping up. We live in a FUCA world, which is just very high speed of change, uncertain, complex, and it's not only black and white, it may be the same the same time. That was one big point why Agile makes sense to react on that. The second big point, um, which is very important to understand, especially when you develop product, is that um, we live in an area of individualization. The customer requirements are highly individual there are a lot of examples for that. For example, Nike, which just um, released some years ago, their Nike ID, where you can define your, basically design your own uh, shoe online, um, which is just a high individual product at the end, but the production process at the end behind um, has to be fulfilled as well. So we live in an individual um, time where customers really have high requirements on expressing their individuality that really leads to demands and requirements which are changing very fast from each individual customer and that is a steady change often and every day so we as producers as developers as teams which are producing those products developing those products we have high problems in predicting um, the needs of the customer and that comes back to that um, value number three, I was just telling before about Jeff Sutherland, customer collaboration over contract negotiation. You really have to be close to your customer to understand him uh, and to know what he wants from you, that you can deliver that value at the end. So point two, the high individualization of the customer demands um, requires a drastically focused customer, drastical customer focus. Point number two. Uh, and the last one is um, how, which, which I want to share is now, um, how do you deliver in such an environment now, which is FUCA, which brings complexity, which brings individuality with a lot of requirements. How do you deliver value to your customer within such an environment? That's quite complex, isn't it? Uh, we can't predict the future, we don't know, but anyhow, the customer wants a lot, best same day delivery. So the classical approach of project or product development, uh, for example, milestone planning, where you just release every quarter and hope that the customer wants it and buys it, is just not feasible anymore. It's outdated. And that's exactly the point um, where we need new ways of interact closely with, with the customers. Um, where we need a new way of deliver, delivery our products, um, where, we need, where we need actually constant delivery of value to our product. And that is exactly the point, um, and I'm just closing that part, um, where Agile makes sense for you. It makes exactly then sense um, when you come in a world which is complex. And a complex world, there's quite nice... Um, graph for that it's the so-called stacy matrix i will link that also in my 
um, notes to that podcast. Uh, the Stacy matrix shows actually um, that once the requirements are unclear and change fast, and as well the technology, how we build a product um, are unclear, that we are in a complex area. And within that complex area, we can't react with normal methods or standard known methods of project management like the classical approach. We need different approaches and that's exactly the part where agile mindset and agile working models are strong and where they make sense for you to, to use and to deliver constantly value to your customer. So my question to you would be, think about, are you in a complex world within your product? What do you deliver to your customer? Do you know your customer? Is the request of him really that highly individual? And um, once you're asking, uh, answering those questions with a yes, you're definitely in a complex world and it definitely makes sense for you to, to use agile working models. So coming to the third part of that episode is that I would like to give you now an overview once we understood now the yeah, that this agile mindset that we are having a value-based approach, um, which brings in complete new way of thinking and interaction. And once we understood now that um, agile makes sense in a world which is complex, I would like to give you a short and briefly overview about the agile working models, which are just well known right now in industry, um, that you have at least a glimpse of um, what is out there and where and how you might be able to start. And for that, I'd like you to ask to imagine a scale where we have on the left hand a minus and on the right hand a plus. So the left, the minus just means less of and the plus means a lot of. And both ends have the description of rituals, processes and roles. So on the left hand side, we have very little processes, very little roles and very uh, little rituals. And on the left hand side of the scale, uh, right hand side, uh, side of the scale, um, we have a lot of rituals, processes and roles. And I brought you the main three, for my understanding, important uh, agile working models. And I'd like to start on the left hand side. Um, so on the side, which is very rare of little, little of rituals, processes and roles. And there I personally put Kanban. Kanban is actually coming from the production. So um, from lean production, that's a mythology coming from Japan. Um, Toyota production system is also very well known in that area. And Kanban was um, used to, to optimize uh, the production um, for cars and so on. But however, it kind of shifted a bit and floated also over in the sector of software de development. And Kanban is therefore a very nice method and very nice agile working model, um, which is flow oriented. So it's about really delivering constantly. It's about flowing through the stuff that you have to do and um, which is not uh, working in sprints. Um, and I just quickly like to define the word sprint um, because it's coming up later in other methods as well. So when we think about agile working models, you often hear that you're working in sprints or iteration. And a sprint is actually nothing more than a defined time period, often two weeks to four weeks, um, in which you deliver a committed value to the customer. 
So before you as a team or you as a person commit on something um, together with the customer you want to deliver within those four, two weeks, three weeks um, and deliver it at the end. So that's the idea of a sprint, um, to have a time box for delivering and to get in that constant delivery model. Uh, but looking at Kanban, Kanban is not working within sprints. So Kanban is basically using as a main tool a Kanban board um, with different columns on it. Uh, the most simple one is actually to-do. So what is in your to-do list, in your backlog, you call it. Um, then what are you doing right now? And the last column would be done. And then you basically start shifting your to-dos to the doing to the done column. And you see that's the flow. It's a pull principle. You pull something from to-do, put it into do in doing. Once you did it, you pull it from doing into done. And you start flowing through that Kanban board. Uh, within Kanban, it's also important to know that there are no special roles in the team. So you don't have any team lead, any product owner, any scrum master, all, all those roles. Uh, it's just the idea of flowing through that Kanban board. Um, and from my point of view, Kanban is very simple to understand um, and very easy to implement. Just give it a try by hanging a big paper on the wall, write those three columns, put sticky notes on it and just give it a go. Um, if you want some um, online tools, you can use Trello. I recommend really to start analog because touch and feel is really, really good and helps a lot to get known to the method, to the agile working model Kanban. So that was on the really left end with a little rose um, uh, um, processes and rituals. Let's swap over to the right hand side and on the right hand side with a lot of defined roles, defined processes, um, you have Scrum. And Scrum is quite strict uh, defined process, um, the so-called Scrum process with clear responsibilities, clear roles. And I don't want to go too much into detail, but I would just like to give you a short overview about Scrum. So Scrum is working in sprints, as I said before, for example, two week sprints, three weeks, four week sprints. And you have basically three main tools. The main tool, number one, is the product backlog. Everything what might be affecting your product, bugs, new features, ideas are coming on that product backlog. Then you have a so-called sprint backlog. That's the stuff you're going to deliver within one sprint. As I said, the stuff you commit on within one sprint, what you want to deliver to your customer. And everything of those two backlogs is landing on number three of the main tools on the so-called Scrum board. It's kind of the same like a Kanban board, the Scrum board, but it often has more columns and is more detailed. If you want to know more on that, just uh, text me and I can give you more details and information. Uh, the main meetings within Scrum are basically the sprint planning. So you're going through your bar product backlog, you're checking what's in there and you're taking out um, stuff that you will deliver within the next sprint. That's done in the sprint planning. Then you have within the sprint the so-called daily stand-up meeting where you're coming together as a team, uh, stand in front of your Scrum board and discuss what happened last day, what happens today, and are there any impediments which are blocking us uh, to deliver, to develop what we're committed on within that sprint. Um, then, as an ending of a sprint, you have the so-called review together with the customer, where you present the value you created, where you present your little product. So you're 
increment uh, which you produced in, in that sprint. And last but not least, uh, you have the meeting so-called retrospective. And the retrospective is just team internal where you sit together, uh, think about what went well, what might be improved, if you have any ideas, if you have questions regarding your process, your agile working model, and try to improve that. Those were the four main meetings. You also have three main roles, the so-called product owner, who's close to the customer, who's close to the stakeholders, gathers the requirements and um, write the user stories, puts them in the product backlog, so cares about the product. You have the development team who's developing actually the product. So that's the producer uh, of, the, of the product itself. And you have the scrum master. The scrum master is the person who cares about the team, so um, who cares about the process, uh, tries to keep out impediments um, and is actually responsible for the agile working model behind. So as I experienced Scrum, Scrum is first of all quite of easy to understand the process itself and the roles, but um, the implementation is often tough because first Scrum is kind of strict uh, regarding the boundaries and it often fails um, because it's not that practical. Often you have in, in practice way more um, problems coming in, like new demands from the customer, somebody's getting sick, um, all those things you can't plan because we're living in a cold, so-called Fuku world, as I said before, which make now a very strict framework as Scrum is um, quite complicated to really implement. And therefore, I'm a fan of using so-called Scrumban. And Scrumban, coming back to our scale from minus to plus, is right in the middle between Kanban and Scrum. Um, it combines basically advantages from Kanban and advantages from Scrum together in Scrumban. And um, it also works within sprints. And you use the same tools and meetings like in Scrum. Um, I personally like to add a constant backlog grooming within the product um, uh, backlog that the product owner is really constantly working on that. But I don't want to go too much into depth now in that part. So they're coming in some more meetings, they're coming in some more topics which um, make it more as a practical approach. And I think um, Scrumban itself, due to the ability that you can add, for example, within a sprint new demands and take out old demands, which you can't do within uh, Scrum. Uh, Scrumban really is the practical approach of an agile working model, um, which yeah is close to the customer, delivers value at the end of an iteration, but has the flexibility um, of including new topics coming in. All right, those were those three main um, Azure working models as an overview. And I recommend you, if you want to know more about Scrumban, the meeting structure behind and everything, to visit my Instagram or go on romanpeske.de um, to find my readme01. So I um, publish on Instagram and LinkedIn those readme 01, 02, and so on. And in the 01, I just published something regarding Scrumban, the meeting structure behind. I also put that scale in there to, to see that better. So that might give you some nice input to 
uh, get a better understanding of Scrum Bun itself. And wrapping up that episode, I would just quickly give you some last recommendations I see and practical approach and due to my experience um, regarding the agile working models, the basics. Um, so first, I would say if you start implementing with anything of agile working model, Kanban, Scrum, Scrumban, whatever, first look at your value base, as I said before. What are your values? Is the company ready for that? Is your team ready for that? Look for a tiny part within your company, within your team, kind of peer group where you can just start over and maybe start very simple. That's very my, my, my recommendation. Don't overload your team. Don't overload yourself with too much roles, too much responsibilities, too much um, processes, too much tools like Scrum Board here, Sprint Backlog, planning, everything. Uh, maybe just start simple with Kanban. But really, my approach is look at your value base, look where you can start simple, find a peer group to start with. And then do not implement everything at once. Start step by step, learn from it. Maybe just start within a short sprint at the beginning. And what is very important um, that you find your customer to, clo to work close with him um, within your first trials of um, agile working models. Last but not least, my personal opinion, the only thing I would really recommend you to implement from the beginning is the retrospective meeting. The meeting where you sit together with your team and ask what went well within our working model, within our agile approach, what didn't went well, um, how can we tweak it that it fits us better, uh, is our value base shifting, are we on track? So retrospectives, from my point of view, deliver the highest um, value within agile working models, especially at the beginning, because you learn what works for you, you can improve and you're coming in that constant improvement process. And that is also the feedback I get from a lot of teams. Retrospectives are just very, very important. Okay, wrapping up the episode now. That was basics uh, regarding agile working models. We talked about some agile mindset which is very important to have that Agile value base. Uh, I gave you a short uh, overview about the Agile working models, um, that we live in a FUCA world which is complex and that Agile just perfectly fits in that complex world. If you want to get in contact with me, just write me on Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever you want. If you want my contact details, either um, romanpeske.de or contact at romanpeske.de. I'm looking forward to hosting your next episodes. Exciting interviews with interesting people from my experience are coming up. I'm looking forward. Have a good afternoon. Goodbye. And thank you very much for listening. Mm -hmm.